0: What's up, what's up, y'all? We are here. I just got finished doing the lives on Instagram. I've been getting um, people come and see my stuff late. Because, <laughs> you know, I ain't really got that on live following. Like, as soon as I get on, everybody gets on. now. So people usually come back and tell me or ask questions and stuff. It's just how it is, though. It's just like with Anchor.fm. Mine is not live broadcasting. I have to finish my Anchor first. And then it it, 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 it it broadcasts. It's not like you can get on live and listen to me. You have to after I finish my record. as I finish the recording, it goes out there and boom, people listen. So now let's talk about Nova. Um, number fifteen is where Rostin had him. And that might be hard for him because Rostin is always like little you know, Nova's a Fortune five hundred company. I think now that um. Uh, Wright is gone. It's a lot of it's just a lot of deflation and, and the hype. You know, uh, talking about the culture, it sounds crazy. The culture is always going to be there because Kyle Neptune is a Villanova Wildcat, so the culture is not going to go anywhere. Now, as far as who he accepts and the players he goes and the, and the play, it's an up and up. Jay Wright staying doing what he's doing. It's it's always an up and down to that. Jay Wright don't get the one and done guys. He don't get the super top guys, and um. One thing Jay Wright doesn't do, you have to earn your position when you come in. There's no giving, give, give, give. Like, I'm telling you now, if Cam Whitmore was to come in here, it's not a solidified position that he was going to start. Like, this is not Jay Wright. He's going with guys that have been experienced. And if you can beat out those experienced guys, then you get your time. You want to talk about Jeremiah Robinson Earl? Who was going to beat him out? There wasn't even depth there, it's not even depth. Was no depth okay for Jer- Rob- Rob- Jeremiah Robinson early to be beat out. Amari uh, Spellman, what was the depth at? Jalen Brunson, who was going to be Jalen Brunson now? There was no depth enough that they needed these guys. Uh, Sadiq Bey, that was the year everybody left after the 2018. Ch- they needed these guys, so now it's different. But Neptune's coaching, so Neptune gonna go, go for guys. This is, I know personally, the like Neptune went to Fordham. And, and brought over guys like Antonio Day and DJ Gordon and abdul T. Sambala and Patrick Kelly. He brought over transfers. So, that Fordham would never would have had a chance again. Never would have had a chance again. That's how the, the magic of Kyle Neptune, which you need to realize, the magic of Kyle Neptune. His unbelievable recruiting. And then them guys was like 2-14. They end up being 16 and 16, people. So if you're you're not happy about Kyle Neptune, you're absolutely bananas in the head. You're absolutely nuts. You should be overly thrilled about the improvement. He could have a better record than Jay Wright next year. That's how good Kyle Neptune is. He's been this good for years. He's been the second guy to Jay Wright even when Baker Dunleavy was there. He has. Been, Ashley Howard was there. That was another guy. Ashley Howard did his job at Lasalle. You know how hard it is to build a culture. He did his best thing. Do you know guys came to Lasalle that never would have thought about coming to Lasalle? This is what Villanova does. Seth Pickney committed to Quinnipiac, a guy that never would have thought about that. Listen, Quinnipiac, if you look at them, they will be doing their thing too. They, when they, when they never would have thought about them doing nothing. Like Villanova coaches are, what's up now? Kyle Neptune. Let's just tell you. Let me just tell you how good he is. He could have got Ashley Howard. He could have got Baker Denley. He could have got any of them guys to come over and be the head coaches. He got Kyle Neptune. Kyle Neptune is the guy, and then he proved already that what he could do with coaching. This team is going to be good in a lot of ways. For one, Caleb Daniels is going to be a monster. He's going to be. Everybody's talking about Sanogo and. You know, you're looking at so many guys. You know, St. John's got Curbelo, and looking at Creighton bringing in all these the Trey Alexanders, a guy to look at, and Cal Brenner. You know, Seton Hall. They're definitely a team to look at with uh with dolls coming in. Like these guys are, they're ready. And the Big East is ready. Xavier is ready. So many guys are ready in the Big East. DePaul is ready. Some good teams. But Cal, Calib Daniels has too much. He, he's too battle tested. Like, it's one thing these Big East teams don't have is tournament play. Like, Calib Daniels has been in so many clutch situations where Nova was down. They had to come back up, and this team had to battle them back to beat the Big East team. Y'all forget about this. Um, one thing that John Rostin said was that he sees the starting lineup as Caleb Daniels, Joe Longino, Cam Whitmore, Brandon Slater, and Eric Dixon. That's only because of the experience. He hasn't seen Mark Armstrong, but there's no there's no doubt factor that Villanova's looking for a point guard. And they're, they're analyzing each guy. Courtney Ramey has withdrawn from the draft Courtney is agent, he will come back Now he hasn't transferred to no school yet But he's looking for a school he can start at And I think Courtney Ramey will start immediately With Villanova next to Kaleb Daniels And that brings Jordan Longino off the bench To the point where he will play small forward No he won't play shooting guard Maybe it'll be in some different lineups But if you look at the matchups if you, Okay, let's just say this Without Courtney Ramey Let's put Mark Armstrong in there right. Your backup point guard, Angelo Brizzy, Chris Archie Diacono, Brandon Housing. Those are your backup guards. You say, oh, what about Longino? Well, then where's. So Chris Archie Diacono is just going to be to the side, or what are they going to do? Sit Armstrong and Brizzy down while Archie and Longino? Because Archie's going to get time. Y'all keep on. Archie's going to get his time. But the thing is, look at the front court. Who's starting? Who's backing up? Cam Whitmore, we know who's backing up Christian Slate, uh, Brandon Slater. It's Trey Patterson. You only got Trey Patterson and Ninjoku in your front court. So Longino, with his length, with his size, he can play small forward. That will give him more time because they're not going to just throw great time at Cam Whitmore unless he earns it during the season, but they're still going to sit him down and they're going to let somebody cover for him. I think that Longino will, will rotate in between guard and, and small forward. But still, Chris Artudiacano gets time during the season. Like he did last year. The same type of way he did last year. He's going to get his time. It's going to be times where you don't see him. It's going to be times where you see him. It ain't going to be every game. But it's going to be times where you see Chris. And it's going to be times where you don't see him. Depends on the matchup. Depends on the urgency. Longino's going to be a very good scorer. He's going to come off. He's going to be a killer. Okay, he's going to be a very big problem for Villanova. That people are not going to put on their chalkboard yet because they don't even know this team yet. You know, Samuels and, and Gillespie are gone. They don't really know this team yet. So a lot of these guys are going to get off Cam Whitmore, Longino. Um, they're going to get off. Uh, even Caleb Daniels, because nobody's not used to this this five starting. They're always used to okay Gillespie, uh, Dan, uh, Samuels. Then they then they they, they know about. Him. Daniels but they didn't see him this much they didn't see him as a starter they saw him come off the bench so now you're going to have to see him more times it's going to be more ways he's involved in the offense different looks you're going to have to you're gonna play for that he's going to be a problem he's going to be a real big problem if anything nobody sees that you're blinded is that Kaleb Daniels is a problem he's a problem um looking big time at what goes down particularly in most is with um, them being rated at 15. I think they'll be top 10. over playing defense, shooting like they do. And just for the simple fact, Eric Dickens coming back. He's going to be even better. Everybody, oh, he needs to be tall. He don't need to be tall. He just needs to play again. He needs experience. What is wrong with y'all? This is his first full year starting. Now he's going to be even better playing against these big East guys. Playing against guys, he's gonna be even better. Eric Dixon's gonna be a problem. Him, Brandon Slater, and Daniels will be the problems. And then you're gonna you're gonna forget about Cam Whitmore. You're gonna forget about Jordan Longino. Uh, you're gonna forget about Mark Armstrong. Mark Armstrong is gonna get this time, y'all. Whether whether Courtney Ramey is the point guard or not, Mark Armstrong is your backup point guard. Everybody's so on Angelo Brizzy, which he's a good point guard, but Mark Armstrong is just a better player. He's just a better player. It's just what it is. And Angelo Bridges is going to be a problem. Angelo Bridges has great ball handling skills, can shoot the rock, has size, athletic ability. He's not a guy that he's he's not garbage. But it was like, where is that coming from? Angelo Bridges is a dynamic guard. But that's just how good Mark Armstrong is. So they're both going to be problems next year. Um, but it's really interesting to see what happened with Courtney Ramey. I'm, I'm interested to see what happened with Courtney Ramey. Interested. You see how all this goes Will Courtney Ramey become the point guard. That, Because if he comes in, that's a different team. I, I don't really know where to go. Nine points a game, 3.5 rebounds. He shot 35% from three, uh, 39% from the field. With the Villanova coaching, he's going to be so much of a better player. Courtney Ramey, but, but that's the crazy part. The year before that, 12 points, 3.9 assists, 3.5 rebounds. Uh, he shot 41% from three. So there was a miscommunication of something in Texas. Texas really underachieved to me. They had the last couple of years. I mean, you're talking about Kai Jones and Greg Brown. They had so many good players the last couple of years. Uh, Andrew Jones. I mean, they they just had so many good players. Matt Coleman. I mean, there was so many. Texas should have been a, a great A team sometime at least. Like... They really they really got when you talking about it's just like Memphis. Memphis last year was the year for Memphis to really prove that they were the recruiting juggernaut. Imani Bates and Jalen, that team should have definitely done what it was. It was was like the Kentucky Duke massacres of a couple years ago when you know Kentucky had Terrence Clark and all those guys, and some guys got hurt, but they still had a whole deep assortment of talent. There's no reason Kentucky should have been where they were. Duke, same thing that year. These teams had stacks of you know, Coach K did get. Now, Coach K being out, is different when your coach is out because your coach is the person. Who, it's a little different, but you're stacked on your team. But your coach being out really does something for Duke. But Calipari coached those Kentucky guys. Penny Hardaway coached those Memphis guys. Turned to a disaster. And it's the same thing with Arkansas. Same thing for Arkansas. Arkansas has to do it. Listen, if Arkansas does not have a good season, just a good season. If they get to the tournament and lose, it's different. You know, Memphis ended up I think the way Memphis ended it really helped them a lot. They ended it good, they you know, they they really ended it real good. They did. So, you're know, looking at all that Memphis ended it great, so great, uh, real tough. But that team was supposed to be better than that, man. I mean, they just had two Earl Timberlake, DeAndre Williams, Lester Quinones. I mean, they were totally, totally, totally stacked. And it started out bad, but I think Penny Hardaway proved he was a good coach the way he rebounded. He really did. He proved he was a real good coach the way he rebounded because that was it was just such a disaster. But he really did it. He really did. And without Monty Bates. What's the same thing going on for Arkansas? Same thing with Arkansas. This has to turn out huge, big, big. I mean, I kind of feel like that for Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga's expectations were huge. And, and and next these last two years for Gonzaga have been disappointments. Gonzaga was undefeated the year before. Then they come in with the number one guy in Chet Holmgren. And look what, what happened to him. Like, it was so much expectation, two straight years. Now you're just like, oh. And they still, I think is the most catered to. Program in all of bas- college basketball because soon as they on the board, there you go. I mean, but Gonzaga has been there so many times and have, but I guess because they got there, you're gonna put them at number two. They got there, but Gonzaga also met a demise. So I'm just like, how is Arkansas so down and Gonzaga's up? I don't get that one. That one right there totally blows by me. How Oregon get Dior Johnson and so many good recruits in Florida State? You know what they did last year? They come in this year, and they're, they're totally down there. I understand Michigan going down there, even though I feel like Michigan's going to go. I understand Michigan, but Oregon and Florida State, I don't understand it. do not understand it. Uh, I feel like Arkansas is going to get there. And the thing about Villanova, my thing is this. How can you doubt Villanova? After I, on, the only reason they're doing that is because the Jay Wright's gone. It's the only reason. It, 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 it's clear cut that they're just looking at Kyle Neptune like you're in the way over your head. Even after what he did at Fordham, that should be on the on the key on the key newcomers. That Kyle Neptune should be a key newcomer because of what he did at Fordham with the players he had. New players. Something no other coach could do it for them. He did it. He changed the culture in one year. They so mad over there that that cow Neptune is gone. They are ready to jump out windows, because for the first time, Fordham had a basketball program, a real legit basketball program. First time in a long time. We have a lot of history with. No, well, we have a little bit of history. Eric, Eric Pascal was transferred from Fordham, a ten player, a ten freshman of the year. Came over to Villanova, and the rest is history. So the last time we had somebody come over from Fordham, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just trying to add up all the, you know. I think Kaleb Daniels is totally overlooked because of what he did before he came over here. You don't think when he gets let loose at Villanova, he's not going to be a total 18-point-a-game score? I think that's it. 18-a-game is where I'm going. Brandon Slater, I say 15-16. 16 same thing for Eric Dixon. Everybody, like, oh. I everybody was like, oh, God, Nita Johnson, you're talking crazy. You're talking crazy about the, the points they're going to score. Villanova scored that last year. Look at the guys that were scoring for Villanova last year. Look what they did. Justin Moore. Look at Colin Gillespie. Look what Jermaine Samuels did. Look what Slater was. This was all early in the season, real early in the season. First 15 games. Let's talk about that. How 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 Slater looked like a first-round draft pick. How Jermaine Samuels was playing tough as nails. Then, you know, toward the middle of the season, things started to, oh, some losses. Then toward the end of the season, they looked different. What happened? They made the Final Four. So, I'm listen, man, I just want to tell y'all, I got more, more to come, y'all. I just want to tell y'all about Villanova. Just about this situation. Just about the starting situation, what could happen, man. Villanova is a good team, a team that could really do things and, um, like I said on my live, the Philadelphia 76 is at the 23rd pick. I will get on that later on on another live, but uh that's big things to talk about later on. Here I am. follow the leader, y'all, sports podcast. Y'all, I'll be at y'all. Follow me on Twitter, probably on Instagram. I'm out, y'all. Follow leader.